Hello and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Gateway Podcast Weekly News Update. This is the week of May 28th, 2018, Memorial Day week, if you will. And I apologize for the lack of regularity in producing podcasts. We've been a little busy lately. Uh, had uh, We had an annual communications colloquium. Uh, this is a conference we host every year, and that took place May 14th, which was a Monday. And so I wasn't able to post the episode that week, and preparations for that took precedence. And, uh, and then um, just other things have come up and uh, been too busy, so I apologize for that. But here we are, back at it for this week, Memorial Day week 2018. So let's take a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis for this week. You know, this very podcast is but one of the tools we use to connect with people throughout the Archdiocese. The Catholic Communications Campaign helps us do that. The campaign itself took place May 19th and the 20th, but contributions to the campaign are still accepted. You can go to archstl.org ccc, short for Catholic Communications Campaign, and the contributions you make allow for those all throughout the Archdiocese to get media in various forms, whether that's social media or online, uh, radio, TV, those sorts of media are made possible by this campaign. For example, last year, contributions allowed for those in the St. Genevieve area to be able to have a radio mass broadcast for those who are homebound or having difficulty attending mass. So thank you for supporting these fundraising efforts. Archbishop Carlson recently presented Colleen Carroll Campbell, the St. Louis native, journalist, former presidential speechwriter, and EWTN anchor, with the 2018 Archbishop Carlson Excellence in Communication Award in a special ceremony at the Cardinal Regali Center. The award is given each year to recognize an individual of integrity in the communications profession that includes media, business, academic, or wider community who exemplifies Catholic values and Christian ethics and who has demonstrated excellence in communication and made a lasting impact. So we congratulate Colleen Carroll Campbell on receiving the 2018 Archbishop Carlson Excellence in Communication Award. The ordination to the sacred priesthood took place at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis this past Saturday, May 26th. Deacons Garson Parra and Christopher Ruby were ordained by Archbishop Carlson for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Sanctifying has to do with consecrating and dedicating. Dedicating something to Almighty God, which we see in the first reading When God says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. Prophet to the nations, I appointed you. It is the invitation given today to to you, Christopher, and to you, Herson, on this your ordination day, that you are called to be beloved sons. Of the various identities that define a priest, that of beloved son, is the most fundamental. It is an identity that priests share with the rest of the Christian faithful. For a video of the ordination, you can visit archstl.org ordination. Father Ruby has been assigned to be the associate pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Darden Prairie, and Father Para has been assigned to be the associate pastor of Holy Trinity Parish in St. Anne, as well as Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish in Ferguson, he is also part-time chaplain at Rosati Kane High School in St. Louis. We ask that you keep all of the recently ordained men around the country in your prayers 
during this time of year when most ordinations take place. You can join the St. Louis Interfaith Community, including the Office of Ecumenical and Interreligious Affairs of the Archdiocese, for a vigil on Wednesday, June 6th, to remember the passengers of the MS St. Louis who lost their lives in the Holocaust due to closed hearts and borders. The MS St. Louis was a German ocean liner named after our city and attempted to find homes for over 900 Jewish refugees, but was turned away by the U.S. and other countries. A silent walk from Tower Grove Park will take place at 6 p.m. on June 6th, followed by a program at the International Institute at 645. In the summer of 2017, the U.S. bishops and diocesan leaders from across the country gathered in Florida. Archbishop Carlson wanted to find a way to bring urgency and renewal to the Archdiocese of St. Louis and recalled Pope Francis's exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel. The result was a new pastoral letter, Our Joyful Encounter with the Lord, found online at stlouisreview.com slash joyfulencounter. We hope you can take time to read this short letter from our shepherd, Archbishop Carlson. On Thursday, May 10th, St. Mary of Victory's chaplain, Father Brian Harrison, presented a $500 scholarship check to sophomore Leo Rendon of St. Mary's High School. Rendon is the winner of the 2018 King to Queen Rosary Run T-Shirt Art Contest. Present at the award ceremony were Associate Principal Mrs. Valerie Todd, art teacher Mr. Maddie Kleinberg, and last year's Rosary Run overall champ, Brother Christopher Johnson, The art created by Rendon will be on the race t-shirt for the Rosary Run, which will be held this year on Saturday, October 13th. Information on the race can be found at rosaryrun.com. Some St. Louis young adults are headed to Bolivia in early June to immerse themselves in the culture there. Father Timothy Nelker, the director of the Archdiocesan Mission Office, will be part of the group. He spent five years in Bolivia and hopes the trip will expose the travelers to the universality of the church. In taking this group to Bolivia, we hope to see our brothers and sisters in Bolivia, experience solidarity, mutual service, hand in hand, as they work with the young adults in Bolivia to bring food to the people on the streets, to also participate in the liturgical life of Maria Reina Parish and other service opportunities such as our lunch and tutoring program um, serve also in a certain sense be served by the people in Bolivia to see the programs that Maria Reina Parish and Pani Amor have both in La Paz, Bolivia and in Cochabamba. So hopefully to encounter Christ and the people in Bolivia as well as to serve him in our brothers and sisters. The group departs on June 1st and returns June 13th. You can follow their progress on Twitter. At STL Missions is the official handle for the missions office. Hopefully you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. We want to remember all of our country's service members who sacrificed their lives, and that includes chaplains. You may already know of Father Emil Capon from the class of 1940 from Kenrick Lennon Seminary, who has a cause for canonization open. Father Emil Capon joined the U.S. Army as a military chaplain and in 1950 was ordered to Korea, where he was later captured and held in a prison camp. During his seven months in captivity, Father Capon ministered to his fellow POWs in ordinary and extraordinary ways. Father Capon died on May 23, 1951 in his prison camp. Few, though, know about Father Lawrence Brunert, who was also killed in Korea. Father Brunert is another graduate of Kenrick Glennon Seminary. 
On a future podcast, we'll tell his remarkable story. We hope to have a podcast episode produced soon, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss it. A sad note to pass along as Monsignor Richard Lubely, at the age of 97, passed away on Wednesday, May 2nd. Monsignor Lubely was the last surviving member of the class of 1949 and the last surviving priest of the Archdiocese to have been ordained in the 1940s. Monsignor Lubley was born on February 8, 1921 in St. Louis, Missouri, and was ordained to the Holy Priesthood in June 1949 by then-Archbishop Joseph Ritter. May his soul and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. The American Association for the Advancement of Science announced that Kenrick Glennon Seminary is one of only seven seminaries selected nationwide for the Science for Seminaries project. The announcement was made in the May 25th print issue of Science Magazine. Science for Seminaries is a project of the AAAS Dialogue on Science, Ethics, and Religion, or DOSER, program, in consultation with the Association of Theological Schools. The project helps a diverse group of seminaries from various Christian denominations integrate science into their core curricula. Participating seminaries will be awarded an 18-month grant to fund courses and programs exploring the connection between faith and science. One. 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 Unos. Two. 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 Duos. Three. 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 Tres. One, two, three, four, five. Four. 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 Cuatro. Five. 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 Quinque. Quintessentials. 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 Five things you need to know. Five things you need to know. Five things you need to know. I'll give you five things you need to know. That's right, these are the quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review, handpicked by the staff. For you to share and discuss this week, you can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things or in the paper dated May 28th, 2018. One. 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 Two retirees, one mission. Retiring Catholic High School administrators, Sister Carl Mary Winkleman as president of Trinity Catholic High School and Cardinal Ritter College Prep High School Principal Michael Blackshear, Reflect on their role in forming young people for the future in this article by Jennifer Brinker. Two. 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 Reviving Faith, a three-day North City Deanery revival, was a rejuvenation of song, prayer, and word infused with God's grace. Led by Father Manuel Williams at Saints Teresa and Bridget Church, the revival was the first in 10 years. Jennifer Brinker has more in the paper. Three. 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 St. Clair School closing. After providing Catholic education for 77 years, St. Clair School in St. Clair, Missouri, dismissed for the last time on May 21st. Dave Luking provides perspective. Four. 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 Record setter in Javelin, Joe Kenny makes a point by featuring a freshman track and field star at Trinity Catholic High School who went from throwing footballs to javelins. Five. 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 New name for Sir Dyke Harley-Davidson. Gold star Harley-Davidson and Festus seeks to honor fallen service members and their families and develop leadership in young people. This story is a first by St. Louis Review summer intern Joe Slama. And in just a few moments, you'll meet Joe on this podcast episode. So stay tuned. There's a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these events, stories, and more... 
Visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update for this week. We are going to get to the interview portion of our podcast with St. Louis Review summer intern Joe Slama in just a second. But first, here's another segment from Dave Baranowski in the Office of Stewardship. Continuing our series about the precepts of the church, we're reviewing those as we go throughout this year, and we're in the section where we're reviewing the precept of the church to contribute to the support of the church, and so here's Dave explaining more about stewardship. Electronic offertory. This is another opportunity to allow your parishioners a chance to provide financial support for your parish Of the 181 parishes within the Archdiocese, 101 of the parishes use one of the preferred electronic offertory suppliers for the Archdiocese. The four suppliers are Our Sunday Visitor, Stewardship Technology, Faith Direct, and Liturgical Publications Incorporated. For more information, go to archstl.org for the list of suppliers. Here's the benefits of electronic offertory. A good Catholic attends their home parish 40 of the 52 weeks per year. So we're leaving 12 weeks on the table uh, that people aren't giving to their home parish. By providing electronic offertory, parishioners can give money weekly, monthly, however they choose, but it'll cover all 52 weeks within the year. So those extra 12 weeks that may be going to another parish will be covered within your parish offertory each week. Many people, when they ask about electronic offertory, the first thing they ask is, how does this benefit my parish? Many people aren't worried about the benefit to themselves. The benefit to the parish is it, re- it has less manpower to count all the collection uh, offertory each week, and you can provide better financial information to parishioners. And it also allows people to use credit cards at the same time. The key with electronic offertory is after you do your initial push in your parish, you have to continue to market it and let people know that it's available. Some parishes, when new parishioners sign up, they are providing an opportunity to do electronic offertory instead of providing envelopes. Again, for more information on electronic offertory, go to archstl.org backslash stewardship. So on this segment of the Catholic Gateway Podcast Weekly News Update, I have a first-time guest in the studio, Joe Slama. Am I saying that right? Yes. I think that's the first time I've actually said your name out loud. Yes, that is the correct pronunciation of my name. Not many people can take credit for getting it right the first time. Okay, good. Well, I won't say it again, just to make sure I don't mess it up. (laughs) So, (laughs) Joe, uh, tell us who you are. Why are you here? Yeah, so I'm going to be a senior at Truman State University. I'm in my second week interning with the St. Louis Review and just got my first two stories in the paper this week's edition. I'm a classics major at Truman. I'm going to be doing my capstone in the fall. And in journalism, in the past, I started my career with the St. Louis U High Prep News and last summer was with Catholic News Agency and EWTN News. And I'm happy to be with the Archdiocese now. Excellent. So Obviously, you mentioned where you went to high school, St. Louis University High, so any SLU High grads out there can take pride in one of your own now working for the review, and uh, at least for the summer. Uh, so your first two stories in the St. Louis Review this week, uh, tell us about those. What, what did you get out and cover um, during, during your first two weeks here? 
Well, on Saturday, I drove down to Festus to cover the name-changing ceremony of the Harley-Davidson location down there, now known as Gold Star Harley-Davidson. It honors the family's late son who passed away in 2016 due to injuries after he saved a drowning civilian off the coast of Long Island. Uh, that was T Cadet Tom Serdyke, a West Point cadet. And so his family, the Serdyke family, has now renamed their location to honor both him as well as other families and other uh, servicemen and women who have made a similar sacrifice. And then a couple days later, I talked to my fellow SLU grad, Father Charlie Sampson, who's fi finishing up his doctoral studies in Rome about his new Catholic guide to the Holy Land known as Come and See, uh, which fills an interesting void in such materials and provides really great background for Catholics of all walks of life who really want to get to know the richness of the Holy Land in both a cultural and theological sense. So yeah, pleasure talking to those people and looking forward to more cool things. Yeah. So what are, do you have any particular interests you're going to try to pursue while you're here in St. Louis and working for the review? Any sorts of story ideas that are brewing? Well, I just visited folks at Chad's Coalition for Mental Health, which is run by a devout Catholic family, the McCords. And I do mental health work on my campus, so it's really exciting to see fellow Catholics really getting into that work, which is kind of a growing field of advocacy. And then I'm also interested in immigration and have luckily been introduced to folks in the intercultural office here in the Archdiocese, which is incidentally right next door to our own office, providentially. So yeah, those are just a couple things other than that. Anything that means good coverage, good takes, exciting stuff, I'm happy to do it. Excellent. And whatever they tell you to do, ultimately, that's the... <laughs> that is my job. Yeah. I'm here to help the people who help our archdiocese. And it's posing a little bit of a problem having two Joes in the office, because obviously Joe Kenny is the longtime reporter at The Review, and listeners of this podcast have heard him many times on, on this segment. But, uh, yeah, so I guess they're calling you Ijo now. Is that right? Ijo, intern Joe, or just intern, normally followed by an exclamation point. Um, <laughs> okay. All of those have been thrown around. And usually that's from uh, Teek Phillips, who's the director of publications for the Archdiocese. With the, usually all of his sentences end in exclamation points. So, yes, in general. Yeah. So don't, don't take that you know, the wrong way or anything. Oh, that's no. Just... I, I've observed as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's also funny that Ijo, you know, you're, you're part of uh, – kind of a new generation it's weird saying that because i feel like i've always been the young person but now i'm i'm not um and we've talked about this phenomenon here in our little office we have several young people in one little area and uh the i joe and kind of correlates to the i gen the i generation that's coming up now and um so you're part of that sort of younger generation that's grown up with technology and stuff and it's uh it's kind of weird that there's some, sort of a generational gap even between somebody like me and somebody like you in some of that yeah, it's interesting, especially in the field of journalism and the Catholic Church in particular, just seeing how media and digital technology tend to be used. I am actually did social media work last year, so that was an interesting thing to gain literacy in and see just how people in the church are using it, how it can be used better. But yeah, ultimately, it's all tools uh, that we can use in our evangelization of the world. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you real quick then, so you weren't expecting this, but... Uh what what are, how are young people consuming news how how are you seeing like your your classmates and colleagues consuming news i mean what how has that changed i mean obviously you don't have a ton of experience to draw on but what sort of trends are you seeing out there and how can we as catholic communicators counteract that or or fit in and get our message out there as well so 
I occasionally run facetious polls on my Twitter account that maybe 20 people will participate in. And one of those once was, what's your main source of news? And the first option said, actual accredited sources. And the second option said, uh, tweets or screenshots of tweets. Um, so it is largely digital. And just because of the nature of digital technology, which again, is uh, it's a neutral thing and it can be a good and helpful thing, because of the nature of digital technology, people are not apt to pay a lot of attention to what they're reading or consuming. So it's very easy to read just a headline, a tweet, or the first couple paragraphs of a couple news articles and feel like you've gotten a full story or unconsciously realize, unconsciously think you know the full story. So especially my peers at college, like. <laughs> I joke that the reason I don't have magazine subscriptions is not because I don't like reading, but it's because I'm broke and my address changes every four months. <laughs> so it is difficult to get um, good old-fashioned print. But that said, um, print has been on the decline in general, especially among my generation. It is important to remember that both things have a place, and just as humans sort of adjust to this new phenomenon, uh, an equilibrium will develop. But it is important to know, I think, that print is studies have shown a more useful resource, you retain more, you're able to pay better attention. So it's important to not discount that, but it is also then on the flip side important to remember that digital technology has its uses as well, and we're very quickly learning what those can be. Like this podcast. Like this podcast. And you're going to have to tell your friends to listen now. Yes, right? I promoted my, uh, this podcast to one of my friends last night, actually. Awesome. He said, the review should have a podcast, and I was like, well, actually, actually Catholic Gateway. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. So that's, that's how we want to spread the news. So, Joe, thanks for coming on the Catholic Gateway podcast weekly news update. Your stories are two first stories for the summer as an intern are uh, on Charlie Sampson and the, uh, the from former Sir Dyke Harley Davidson. That's the May 28th edition of the St. Louis Review, May 28th, 2018. Go check out those stories from Joe and look for much more coverage throughout the summer. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at Catholic STL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review. They're on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's ST Lewis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.